Welcome to Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-admirable Louis Fox. That's right. Right now, you can only admire me from afar. Actually, I was admiring your haircut, man. <laughs> you, uh, you know, we're quarantined, and yep. you are... You're breaking protocol just to be here in the basement. <laughs> no, um, on page nine of Washington State's exemptions is you can go places to record stuff on digital media. Where could you go? Like I went to the DMV and recorded myself <laughs> trying the to, whole time. <laughs> trying to open the locked door. <laughs> That's sort of like a vague sort of bylaw, right? It, as long as you're recording yourself, you can do anything you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there's a lot of loopholes in it. At any rate, your head is. Is, it's a good haircut, man. I rock that haircut myself. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I like it. It's like. Uh, I don't know what what you call it. It's. It's like, like my 1990s skater cut. It's like a fat mohawk. Yeah. That's <laughs> just on top. Yes. It's, it's not a mohawk mullet. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good, man. So it was haircut time, and I was like, "This is gonna happen." And I asked my daughter to cut my hair. Wait. So you do you have an actual haircut time where you're like, "Okay, Alexa reminds you every thirty first of the month." No. So I try every two weeks when I'm working. Um, I shoot for every two weeks, and I got my haircut on like the. 5th of March. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little, we're overdue. Okay, so you let your daughter do it because all the haircut places are closed I right now. I forced her to do it. Aww. <laughs> she she told me she has a little bit of PTSD from cutting my hair. Why? <laughs> I don't know. She was afraid she was going to hurt me. Oh, gotcha. I was like, See, no. I would be all for that. Yeah. <laughs> Retribution for my childhood. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, we just took it to the skin all the way up, all around. Yeah, it looks good. Patch on top. Number one question people are asking me is, is they're like, how'd you get your hair cut? Well, because you just did a little cooking video recently that you can check out on Louis Fox's page yep. where you teach people how to cook shredded onion and shredded green onion and pork, I think is the official name <laughs> okay. of the recipe. <laughs> I teach people how to cook shredded onion. Yeah. It's amazing. It's enjoyed by sewer rats. <laughs> sewer rats. And possums. And prisoners. Oh, All right. I love it. And so you put this video out and it's very funny. Check it out. And yep. that's the... People aren't commenting on the actual content of the video outside of outside how of, you look. Outside of my, how I got my you hair You look good, man. It looks good. I need to take it a little bit higher because it like floops out. You know, it adds a little style. You know, I don't. you don't strike me as someone who like worries about style so much. So it's nice <laughs> to, to have a look. Yeah. It's admirable. <laughs> Part of it was when I came, I was like, I need a haircut. And I'm like, what haircut do I know how to do? I'm like, oh. I remember doing the skater cut to myself and my brothers. We would do this, mm-hmm. or like we chrome dome each other. And like, I can do that. I yeah, can, I can teach a sixteen-year-old kid how to do that. <laughs> how to, to do me. A, a buzz, essentially like a military haircut. Yeah, because we were doing it in sixth grade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, folks, sorry to interrupt our witty banter. <laughs> so witty. <laughs> but we just want to let you know that Louie and I are out of work for two months. Yes. And so if you have a few extra shekels and want some more odd and offbeat content, 
you can subscribe to our Patreon page. You can become a supporter of the Odd and Offbeat podcast via our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash odd and offbeat podcast. And we provide an extra episode every month. We get some postcards out to you, some Odd and Offbeat swag. We give you a shout out on the podcast and it's as little as $2 a month. As little as $2 and as much as infinity. Yeah. And also on April 14th is our 100th episode of the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Yes. We're going to have a spectacular we're gonna do uh, some video for that. Um, we're gonna <laughs> shoot guns. <laughs> yes, we will shoot guns. <laughs> we'll be doing a video feed of the podcast. You can see inside of the basement studio, yep. and you can see what it's like for us to record this ridiculousness. <laughs> Drinking almond milk all day. <laughs> well, that will be the 100th episode, and we have all sorts of surprises that you can check out. So yep. we will get you back to our witty banter. Yes. I heard you had a life-changing moment. You got a bidet. Yeah, buckled down. You know, I figured, hey, we're going to be in quarantine for a while, so it's time to learn some stuff out about myself. (laughs) What did you learn? So I went and got the bidet. Have you installed it? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. You got hot water? Well, if if I'm being honest, I've always been bidet curious. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've... uh, I, I've done, I've used bidets in the past. No, did you, when I learned about bidets, we were staying in a hotel together. Yep. And did, you didn't use the bidet at that hotel. Yeah, I used it. Okay. Yeah. What was weird is you waking me up in the middle of the night asking me to pour water in, in your <laughs> in your bee hole. <laughs> I I've been to J- Japan a few. <laughs> I, I crap my pants at night and need to clean up. No, I've been to Japan a few times. I've used it there. I've used it in Europe a couple times. Yeah, it, it's uh, I always enjoyed it. It was cool. You know, it always made my bathroom visits five to ten minutes longer (laughs) just power washing the hell out of that (laughs) but yeah we got it just because you know the shortage of toilet paper it's people are being crazy and you know it's more sanitary so now now is a good time to do it Uh and we installed it and it was funny because like there's a couple settings there's low medium and high (laughs) there's low medium and paint stripping (laughs) pretty pretty much dude (laughs) this on the low is like so powerful and i'm like who the hell has it on the high that maniacs who who's sitting in there and just like it is like it's like power is a power wash yeah (laughs) yeah it's like you could clean my deck with this thing i I use that for tattoo removal (laughs) pretty much dude jeez maniacs are using that who is using that? <laughs> I know. Now, yours has hot water and cold water? No, we just got the cold water. All right. Keep and it nice and refreshing? Yeah. It's uh, the first time. Now, do the instructions refer to, to the cold water as refreshing? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because mine is hot and cold. It's like, try the cold water for a refreshing blast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're thirsty, just <laughs> flip around. <laughs> <laughs> do the, do the, the thing with the Japan toilets, I don't know if you ever, you've been to Japan before? No. So the toilets there, they not only have the bidet, they got the powder poof, like you can poof powder up into your, you know, thingy. Yeah, it also takes your temperature. Yeah. It gives you a cold off. It will <laughs> move some you polyps. <laughs> some la- that's a laser <laughs> removal button. No, you got like music. It'll cauterize your you could do uh, You could do scents, like it will do different scents. It uh, does music to like sort of mask the sounds that you might be. Oh, uh, I would have like Eye of the Tiger. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, dun. It is like, it's pretty wild. And I would love to get one of those, but that was not available on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, we just got the basic one. And it's, uh, I recommend everybody do it. And the funny thing is like the box when it comes, it's like, Covered in, do you have that with this one? Uh, I have, I've had it for so long. Yeah, it's covered remember. in qu- funny quotes from satisfied users. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. You want to get to the stories? Let's do it. 
Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from San Diego Union Tribune.com. That's a news source more reliable than my local Walmart having toilet paper in stock. Yeah, these things have been flying off the shelf. <laughs> Fly- it's been crazy, man. You see, did you see those videos of the people at Costco like just rushing to the That's uh, crazy? <laughs> I got a bidet. It, you know, this is all it took to make to bring the bidet conversation mainstream. Like no one would talk about bidets till now. Oh yeah, now you're having open and honest conversations about your your pressure <laughs> pressure washing your your butt yeah i mean on this podcast i've always been a very pro- large proponent of the bidet all right folks make that a fact that it is bidet awareness month <laughs> hug your local bidet <laughs> so this story goes it's a feel-good story too story goes california man starts street corner toilet paper exchange I like this already. It's right next door to the needle exchange. (laughs) There are a lot of confused people. (laughs) Yeah, so disturbed by empty store shelves and reports of hoarding during the coronavirus crisis, a man stood on a Southern California street corner and held up a homemade cardboard sign with a simple request, share your toilet paper. I stopped sharing my TP in the second grade after the... uh, Louis and Mark incident. Yeah, well, I shared my toilet paper. I took a picture of it and put it on my social media. Oh, I shared it with all the people. <laughs> you shared it with way more people than this guy. We have 19 rolls at the house. We don't have enough to spare. I think the main thing for me in this whole crisis has been how much are people pooping? Yeah. Like, you should not be worried about the coronavirus. You should be worried about your bowel movements. If you look at all the wasteful stuff we used to do with toilet paper, this is the new, like, you know, water or whatever, you know, conserving water. Like how... They used to teepee houses. Yeah, only rich like... kids are teepeeing houses now. <laughs> used to like mummy wrap kids. <laughs> yeah, you get kids all dressed as a mummy. You're like, geez, man, you don't need to rub your wealth in our face. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I know. That used to be a ghetto costume. And now, <laughs> no, very highbrow. Johnny Blue told the San Diego Union Tribune on Saturday that the response to his impromptu toilet paper exchange in Encinitas was immediate and positive. Who's going to be like, that a-hole trading toilet paper for good vibes? Come on. <laughs> like, that's a win-win. That's like a fireman. Right? Drivers honked horns in support and stopped to drop off rolls of toilet paper just as quickly blue would hand rolls to those in need. Wait, who just rolls around with like a loose roll in their car and they're like, in case someone needs it? Well, I think people coming back from the grocery store. Oh, and they're or, stopping and breaking a pack. Yeah, you know, because they probably buy it at the grocery store, then they put it in the front seat, put the seatbelt around it. <laughs> Put turn the airbag on. Easy, easy access. <laughs> Drive by, you know, throw it around like yeah. you know, like your Santa Claus throwing gifts out the <laughs> front the sleigh or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in a parade. So Blue, a physical therapist, said he plans to be out on the corner again Sunday to encourage people to be better amid the global pandemic. I like that this is just his way. He's gonna be slanging pretty soon. He's gonna be selling drugs. And no one's going to suspect the toilet paper exchange guy. What you need. What you need. Yeah. I, I got codeine. I got Oxycontin. <laughs> I got diapers. I got wet wipes, man. You want some wet wipes? <laughs> WW. <laughs> Blue gave a few rolls to a grateful motorist who said he came up empty at several stores. 
He's <laughs> like, you look like you got uh, explosive diarrhea. Here you go. Of all the things, why do you think toilet paper is the thing that people were sort of freaking out about? It's easy to control. What do you mean? Like, it's an easy way to grab control of, of the chaos. Oh, to get a bunch of toilet paper. Yeah. And, I, and you mean mentally? Like, yeah. So you think, oh, I, I got myself covered. I got 400 rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. I don't have anything in my fridge, but Correct. I'd be set to... Yeah, well, it's also, it's a dry good. So you're like, well, it's gonna, I'm going to use it anyway. Yeah, true. Except for me, because I have a bidet. It takes 50 <laughs> years to go through all the toilet paper that some people were getting. Um, the Grateful Motorist was like, do you want me to pay you? He said, no, man, somebody gave it to me. You take it. It's pay it forward paper. That's awesome, man. Yeah. But he's not giving his own personal stash, too, by the way. No, I think he, I think this guy <laughs> ran out and was like, I'm not going to like deal with the craziness of the store. I'm just going to go out on the, on the corner and act like I'm cool. He's giving off the top. Oh, yeah, totally. It's your classic carnival scenario. The 33-year-old told the newspaper he made his sign after a friend had a difficult time finding diapers and essential supplies for his kids. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Maybe they'd have a better time if he helped his friend find it if he wasn't hanging out on the street corner all day. (laughs) I think people want a sense of community, Blue said. When things are really challenging, people are looking to band together and be unified. And watch cat videos. Yeah. What I am wondering is that, so he's he's not really following the protocol, right? He's taking stuff from people who are touching it with their hands holding it with his own hands. What if he has one of those claw grabbers he's Passing grabbing? it back to somebody. You're just, you're just, it's a cycle, man. Yeah, you're right. He's causing more more bad than than good, I think. Yeah, so what what do we think about this? I like your interesting take on this guy doing a good deed. <laughs> he's an ale. <laughs> Gotta think about something. Yeah, think about that. Think it all the way through, man. No, I like that, that maybe some TP's getting to, to wherever it is, and I hope that the guy's not skimming off the top. Yeah, right? Or it's like an organ donor situation where he's like, we reserved the double ply for my friends. No, he is skimming off the top because he said he did it because his friend couldn't get diapers and essential stuff for his kids. Yeah, I guess he's so. Like, he's like, asking people, I'll take any diapers, playhouses, <laughs> my buddy and me. <laughs> Xbox. Yeah, if you got an Xbox, any DVD. I'll, I'll take, take your, your Netflix <laughs> subscription. I'll take your Netflix password. Want to share their HBO Go with me? Jeez. I'll take, I'll take your PayPal. Whatever password. you guys need. Yeah. Just, why don't you just Venmo me some money? <laughs> I'll get it to, to needy people. Yeah, right? He just got a cardboard sign with his Venmo account on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like that he's out doing some good. Yeah. I just think it's a little, it just, it, it's bad. I'm baffled by why this particular item is the one thing that went. It's like, you know, you just see the people like in, you know, hazmat suits that are like, they all died, but they have clean asses. Yeah. Right? Well, it, we've been stockpiling guns as a society for so long. Well, that, that I feel like that makes a little more sense. But we already we're, we haven't been stockpiling food and toilet paper. We have guns and guns ammo. Guns give you a sense of security, whereas no one's like sitting around their 500 rolls of toilet paper who's like, I'm safe for life. I'm set for life, man. You make the toilet paper igloo. Oh, yeah. True. I mean, you could eat toilet paper. It's going to be all the wrappers are just going to be naked on, you know, <laughs> piles of toilet paper on their bed. So toilet paper and strippers. <laughs> just making it individual. Been tearing off individual pieces. Uh, Trump throwing that one toilet paper roll to the Puerto Ricans yeah. doesn't seem that weird now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, good for this guy. Way to think outside the box. I like his hustle. Yeah. Hopefully he got some stuff for his friend's kid. That's pretty cool. And, uh, folks, look, if you're pooping that much, 
uh, it's a respiratory infection. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a bowel problem. All right. It's, it's all that Chef Boyardee everyone's <laughs> going to be eating. That's true. <laughs> and now it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. In early Rome, a father could legally kill anyone in his family. Weird News Part 2. This story comes from Flipboard.com. That's a news source more reliable than the street food in Reno. They don't got good street food? <laughs> no. I was not good anything in Reno. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Flipboard.com. More reliable than someone who plays with a Flipboard's attention span to sit through this entire joke. <laughs> more reliable more reliable than my computer not getting a virus from visiting <laughs> Flipboard.com. More reliable than a person who plays with Flipboard to make good life choices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is interesting because uh, this story is about Pablo Escobar, and this is the second story that we've done recently on Pablo yeah, we've Escobar. Done two El Chapos, one Pablo Escobar, one Tony Montana. <laughs> <laughs> so this story goes: Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos may be restoring Colombia's ecosystem. It's just a bunch of fat farmers. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. used to work for him. <laughs> Like it's, I don't know if they like being called cocaine hippos. Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar left a legacy of crime and violence in his country, but his most lasting influence may be on the environment. And the forest of coca trees he planted. Because <laughs> that's what I think about Pablo Escobar. I don't think about the horrific things that he did or all the drugs and crime that he caused. I just think of his bleeding heart and his true commitment to sustainability. Yeah, he was the original environmentalist. Yes, well, not Escobar exactly. But a group of nearly 80 hippos descended from the four he owned that were set free after his death in 1993. I'm wondering, like, why the people who were responsible for dealing with these animals just let them go. Oh, yeah. Right? That's how you did it in 93. Oh, yeah. You I think, pour paint but it was like the, the FBI. <laughs> the FBI, like, seized this compound, right? Yeah, but they're like, they didn't see the street value in the in the, in the hippos. Yeah, but I would think that they would, like, put them down as opposed to, like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> You can go free hippos. Well, if you're an FBI guy and you have your like your you know your nine millimeter and you see a hippo, I'm I'm gonna let the hippo go. Yeah, you're just gonna piss it off. Well, it's just like if you see like a, I mean hippos are aggressive, dude. They're like, the they're, most dangerous animal in the world. Yeah, I would imagine they wouldn't just go. Okay, lions, <laughs> go free. <laughs> they kill more people annually than asbestos in schools. <laughs> then flipboards. <laughs> Although the so-called cocaine hippos have been accused of wreaking havoc on the local ecosystem, a new study suggests that invasive animals may also restore ecological functions lost for thousands of years due to human-driven extinctions. Which is kind of crazy that, that the primitive person who was living there a thousand or two thousand, a thousand years ago, right? Yeah. Was like a, an environmental jerk. Yeah. Like, this, this was a guy that was living off the land. Yeah, they're not the people that caused extinction of animals. <laughs> yeah. In other words, it seems that large herbivores like the hippos in Colombia are playing a biological role similar to that of mammoths, giant sloths, and giant wombats during the late Pleistocene period about 116,000 to 12,000 years ago. They're just making up stuff. That's, yeah, that's a Giant strength. squirrels, mini elephants, solvent social security. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just think that's a stretch, right? Like, this hippo is very similar to the giant sloth that roamed these lands. Yeah, because the giant sloth lived on the ground and the hippo lived in the trees. (laughs) Study co-author John Rowan told The Guardian that Escobar's feral hippos, which is my band name, by the way, have a diet and body size like those of the extinct giant llama that used to live in the area. While they share a similar size and semi-aquatic habitat with another extinct mammal called the Natogenutus. Fun fact, John Rowan, the co-author of the study, has a uh, master's degree in bullcrap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. What was this, funded by the Pablo Escobar <laughs> Foundation to support <laughs> to support his reputation? He's like, listen, I'm going to go down. I'm just gonna, I mean, Here's a couple million dollars. Just make sure that... 30 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, yep. they think of me fondly. And, and make me a player in the uh, fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> so, while hippos don't perfectly replace any one extinct species, they restore parts of important ecologies across several species, said Rowan, a Darwin fellow in organismic <laughs> and evolutionary biology at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. The study goes against the standard negative view of invasive species. I'm a hippopotamist. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> For example, Escobar's hippos have been accused of polluting lakes with their feces, but study co-author Eric Lundgren pointed out to Gizmodo that hippo poop plays a keystone role in boosting fishery pro- productivity in Africa, so maybe it's not all that bad. Well, I guess if you want, I mean... That's a stretch, man. Yeah. Look at this hippo feces. Look how much the cocoa plant grows <laughs> under this hippo. Look at how many opium plants we're growing with this hippo feces. You can feed nine opium harvesters <laughs> off of one hippo poop. Rowan acknowledged that the new report may cause some controversy in biological circles, but hopes it encourages people to consider long-term effects when assessing the influence of invasive species on a particular ecosystem. Okay, so like people, I feel like, yeah. Don't be so short-sighted, people. Think 10 million years from now. (laughs) Hippos will rule the land. Cocaine hippos will be the the kingpins of the animal world. Have you ever cut up and snorted a cocaine hippo? (laughs) Get you so high. Have you ever had cocaine hippo meat? It's amazing. (laughs) What you do is you cut up the hippo meat, you rub a little cocaine on it, (laughs) you saute it. Rub it on your gums. Hopefully it ignites a debate on entrenched views in conservation biology and encourages folks to take the long view when thinking about biodiversity's past, present, and future, he told Newsweek. All we need is an open mind and... A little creativity. A little bit of cocaine. Yeah, right? Uh, so what do we think about this? I mean, I think it's good that they're not, that these hippos found their place in the world. They were a hippo peg in a square hole. Yes, I agree. Uh, it's interesting, and it's crazy that he had hippos. I think hippos are pretty badass. They're one of my favorite animals. But hippos' teeth are not really reflective of cocaine. I, if I were to say this is that... more of a meth it is. Their teeth are, like, pretty methy. <laughs> Yet they have the body of a stoner. I think that Pablo Escobar did think about his long-term legacy and is definitely funding like (laughs) these pro Pablo Escobar. Yeah, because he the other story we did, he invented a full his his brother invented a a foldable phone. Yeah, a screen that folded. Yeah, so he reinvented the flip phone. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this? I call it the Motorola Razor. Perfect for cutting up lines of yeah, cocaine. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and I, I'm just surprised that they let the hippos go free. It yeah. seems like you would have maybe put them in a zoo or 
giving them to the tiger, yeah. the tiger guy in Oklahoma, whatever his name is. Tiger King on Netflix, yes. best show you're not watching. <laughs> yeah, we should, that. We should have done us talking about it before this podcast as a podcast. <laughs> Will we do anything with this? Yeah, no. 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 Go watch Tiger King on Netflix. Yes, go watch. That's our takeaway. <laughs> All right. That's it for today, folks. Episode 99 of the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening. Again, in one week time, the April 14th. April 14th, the two-week anniversary of April Fool's Day. Yeah, we are doing the 100th episode video on Facebook. And I, can we do it on Instagram or is it just... In, in one minute chunks. Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> we'll have it on Facebook. We'll also have a link that you can check it out on YouTube, something. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So send us any questions right now. If you have some questions that you would like to ask us to answer on the 100th episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to answer them. And where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show this week? <laughs> From the 7th through the 13th, I'll be at home kicking it. Maybe I'll put out another cooking video. Absolutely. Maybe I won't. That cooking video is amazing. <laughs> I don't even eat meat, and I was like, man, I should make this. Yeah. You have a, a video series that you're putting out right yeah, now. Yeah, I am putting a daily video out on each president of the United States, and they're 45 seconds long, and you can find that on Instagram or Facebook at Comedy Stunt Show is my handles on yeah. each of those. Go get learned. Go get yeah. woke. <laughs> yeah, super silly stuff, and you helped me write a couple of the jokes. I appreciate that. So you have any Easter plans? No. When's Easter? <laughs> it's the 12th. <laughs> I normally go to like grandma's house, like my wife's grandparents, but uh, I think they'll die if we go over. Yeah, most likely. I'm probably a carrier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are your plans? I am going to be praying that work comes back <laughs> sometime soon <laughs> and that uh, I will be allowed to perform again because this is uh, it's been rough. Yeah, what I do like it's taking us out of our like comfort zone. Like you're reading history, you're learning about. Presidents. Oh my goodness, I'm reading. <laughs> That's how you know it's getting bad. I'm reading. I, I'm cooking. Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> two two of the seals have broken. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, we hope you are staying safe. You are inside with someone you love, and we hope you. Or you're in West Virginia and do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yes. We hope you tune in next week for the 100th episode. Send us your emails, info at onandoffbeat.com. Of course, check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out the weekly meme contest. Yep. That's still going. Check us out. You're um, on Facebook. Check me out on the Facebook. Absolutely. And if you want, you have some few shekels, check us out on Patreon. It does help out in these trying times. Yes, we got to keep the uh, podcast afloat. We got to keep Louie's hair <laughs> down to a bare minimum. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's crazy. I feel like the breeze. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah. It looks good. So thank you so much, folks. Have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, because normal is boring.